0: Forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say that there are two types of people in this world. Those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. Well, damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility, and we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, and blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are Hop Heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite heroes and our favorite drinks. And I'm already drunk. I'm your host Jordan Erith, and with me, as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast
1: JR Gonzalez. What's up, Jordan? What's up, buddy? How you living? Good, exciting life as we know it. Football, football Sunday, <laughs> football Monday. Football Thursdays, whatever. Football Are you time.
0: that bummed out because of Cam Newton can't beat the Broncos? I mean, he's never beaten the Broncos no. in his career. I actually
1: wasn't that big. A, I wasn't like annoyed or anything. The Clearly. Chiefs game was more annoying. Um, they look slow and tired and out of rhythm, just not prepared for football. <laughs> I mean, he missed like they say only missed he only missed a game, but he missed like two weeks.
2: So, and um, those no, two weeks I'm, he can't work out too.
1: Yeah, he had to stay home. Like, he, he couldn't
2: do shit. He nothing. Like, that's two weeks of him, like, just chilling on the couch, like, playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, he, he not, can't do uh, anything for those nice. two weeks. And
1: I'll be honest, without Cam Newton, there is no offense. So, um, like, he is legit the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it, It's like Tom Brady needs, like, a million players to be successful, and Cam Newton just needs Cam Newton, and he can't even. Damn,
2: you're already off of Tom Brady? No, I'm not off. After I all those great. championships and all those wins that he's going to deliver your team, you're already Next just going to shit on him like his first year. I'm Next not man off man up, I mean, I
1: love him to death. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I just – you noticed the difference between, you know I, – I was watching Pat McAfee, and he was like, yeah, that's why, you know, he left. He had no – I mean, there's no stars on the Patriots. I mean, Julian Edelman's getting pretty old, and he's got a bum knee right now. And uh, um, uh Sony Michelle was out, there, so there's no big back. And – I mean, Tom Brady had everybody back on staff this week, and they blew the Green Bay Packers out. So it's like, you can see
2: the difference that was, that when was you have a, crazy a game.
1: bunch of talent. So <laughs> yeah. they're only a game out.
0: Yeah, whatever helps you sleep at night, bro. And then we got our third host, It'll be uh, published author and beard enthusiast, Zach Barlow. How you living, kid?
2: What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? I'm good, man. How are you?
0: I'm good, bro. How's that migraine treating you, bro?
2: Oh, just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I'm good. I'm good. I uh I got over the heat losing to the Lakers.
0: Oh, fuck. <laughs> we talked about you? that. Last time we were on the mic um, was our live show for those of you that haven't checked it out. Peep that peep yeah. that game, but uh it was a, it was a it was a it was a heated event no pun intended for multiple reasons, and a big big chunk of that was cuz I got some money on the
2: heat. And... Yeah. Ouch. But you know what? I I hedged properly and I came out of that situation in the black. So, you know, I'm pretty much a fucking math genius and a shark. <laughs> okay. And uh <laughs> I still made money even though the heat lost. But I was riding the heat like all season and I really felt like attached to that team because nobody would have bet t- taken that bet when I when I made it and so I, it felt good and to see them lose still hurt even though I ultimately ended up betting on the Lakers to win and won money. So
0: yeah, no, that's a smart play, you know, heartless, all for the money. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What led you to put a bet on the Heat in January?
2: Like, what, was it just the Jimmy Butler signing? Like, what? Um, yeah, man. I mean, I think it was Tyler Hero. Well, actually, in January, they had Kendrick Nunn, who they still have, but he played like ass in the playoffs. But um, Kendrick Nunn was killing it for the Heat. Um, they had Goran Dragic, who was killing it. Bam at a bio was kind of having a show out. Like, I I, I saw him as a star. Like, I'm like, this dude's about to be a star. Yeah, And hurt, then they signed right? Jimmy. Fuck it. And I just felt like this is a perfect match for him. Like, he's going to, like, become the leader of this team. And, and they're going to fight every game. I know Spoh's a good coach. And I kind of just... Said, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling, I'm rolling my dice on the Heat. I think, I think they have a lot of pieces, and I also kind of anticipated them being a destination for players. So like that was kind of part of the bet. Was this all was right, an
0: in-depth ass fucking bet, goddamn. He had a lot of thoughts. I, I'm like really into that. basketball.
2: I'm really into basketball. But anyway, yeah. So I just felt like at the very, what I was really betting on was them landing like another free agent, but um, that ended up not happening. But they still went to the finals and." Honestly, they probably still will land another free agent. Like, that's a destination team right there. And Giannis Antetokounmpo has one more year in his contract. So, keep your eyes open for that.
0: Somebody else about to take their talents to South Beach, dog. Hey, yo, let's go. Okay, okay. Well, uh... That's our sports intro, which we tend to have weekly, it seems like, because we fucking are just avid in in those those realms. Uh, But that's not why we're here to talk today. We're here to talk today because season two of The Boys, the complete season, is finally out on Amazon Prime, and we have watched it through our eye holes, and we are ready to bring it to your ear holes, our thoughts, our impressions, and our reviews. So that's what we're going to be talking today. But before we dive into that, we're going to talk about what we drink in, and that today Tis the season, and we're drinking some Harvest Pumpkin Wheat from Blue Moon. So, without further ado, let's go to our beverage breakdown. Break it down again. So, today, we're drinking Harvest Pumpkin Wheat because it's October, it's fall, the leaves are changing, the rain's hitting the Seattle sidewalks. The snow is already fallen in Anchorage. It snowed last night, motherfuckers. It's fucking winter here. Whoa,
2: year. yeah, that's cool. It is. Did really it stick?
0: Cool. It is. I mean, it's not heavy snow yet. <clears throat> it's just, uh, it's sticking. We threw some snowballs at the dog today. I'm actually, I've been working from home. Uh, I got, I got self quarantined, um, from work because I went to lunch with an employee that tested positive for COVID. Um, oh shit took my took my test got my results back negative so i'm good but i have to say quarantine for two weeks so i've been working from home for the first time While well, you guys have kind of already been doing that and i just don't know how you got through it man i don't know how I don't, I don't know if you guys have been watching the haunting at bly manor that's on netflix now but like i started watching that and there's a part where it talks about the lady of the lake and she's like just this ghost that sleeps and wakes and walks and then looks at herself in the mirror and goes back to sleep. And I feel like that's my life now. Like if I'm not getting out of the house and going to work and making something of myself, like I, I celebrate when I send an email at this point, like, I'm just like
2: achievement, <laughs> hang my hat on. Really? Right. Doing other stuff. Damn. I've been working from home full time for, since like March. I just, and I love it, bro. I'm like, I wouldn't have it any other way. I feel like like going into an office is like such a waste of time. Like, yeah. I'm just so much, so much last, so much, uh, I'm so much more efficient now. Yeah, but you have more of but an I think it comes with... Right? Like, you're more Yeah, it comes with, like, a self-starter type of... Like, if you're able to, like, push yourself to do shit on your own without having that, like, structure. Some people really benefit, like, structure around them. It, like, helps them, like, be... Okay. I'm, be, I'm um, offended.
0: That's not what I was saying. I
2: meant your bro, product you
0: that's put not out a bad there thing. is more independent. You
1: mean... I Acon have a Jordan team. Cheap?
0: Yeah, you call me... I, I, I'm not self-starter, is what you're trying to say. She, I can't fucking... <laughs> I need structure to be effective. What the fuck is this? Jesus Christ. God damn it. They're saying your, your work is more independent, not like you are more of an independent person than I am, motherfucker. God damn it. Let's get to the beer. So we're drinking Blue Moon. This is the Harvest Pumpkin Wheat, and it's it's just straight copper. I mean, you can see through it. It's, it's not what a typical Blue Moon looks like, which I'm excited about. Um, it's still a wheat beer, so... My first fear is with Blue Moon it tends to be a little sweet for my taste. I loved it when I was, you know, seventeen. Um, now that I'm 30, I, I like a little bit more of a bite, a little more bitterness, and this this is not my go-to. So, I'm hoping the pumpkin will take off a little bit of that sweetness with some of that some of that spice. Um, have you guys, have you guys tried this beer before? Mm. Yeah,
2: I have. I have not. What are your thoughts, Z? Um, if I remember correctly, this is a very pumpkin-forward beer, and it is on the sweeter side. I think Blue Moon in general kind of Tends to be on the on the sweeter side, um, but I don't know. Let me know if I'm a liar.
0: Well, it's got very very small head. Uh, it's got some lace on the sides. The pumpkin is definitely forward. I mean, it's not hidden. You can definitely taste it, but it's not as sweet um, as the typical blue moon. The spice does balance it out a little bit, and the pumpkin's not overly dominant. It's actually very sessionable. Um, now with to kill a te- sixer. Did I or would I? Would you? Uh, yeah, I could kill a sixer of this for sure. I I mean I have a twelve right here and challenge accepted. Let's see if I can do it. But I uh, <laughs> I think that it's uh, it's it's actually a really good pumpkin beer. A lot of pumpkin beers, you know, they're hit or miss depending on what you're looking for. And this is not heavy. Um, it's only five point seven ABV, and the pumpkin is just enough to you know mellow down that sweetness that the wheat beer will give you. So I'm a fan. Cheers to you, nice. Blue Moon.
2: Solid Blue Moon.
0: Well, that's our beverage breakdown so without further ado i believe we're actually going to call an audible this week and zach is going to give us a synopsis of
2: season two of the boys all right all right, all right. let me tell y'all what what really goes down bro oh, first shit. of all they got like heads that be like popping and shit like hella heads exploding and, and then second of all they got like this little kid bro but like can he fly <laughs> can he not does he have power <laughs> motherfucker like, can't fly hurt. And then, like, Homelander out here with, like, a caping American flag, bro. But basically, he's a fucking white supremacist. Stormfront's a real white supremacist. He's a Nazi. Bah, bah, bah. The boy Butcher's tough as fuck, but he does this, like, weird smile on the camera that kind of bothers me. But Huey's a bitch still. Stormlight's banging. And, uh... Uh... Am I missing anything?
1: Uh, A-Train is literally A-Train not gets as kicked fast out. The Deep is God. a weirdo.
2: Yeah. And the Deep uh, joins a church. Oswald patents his his,
1: his voice on his lungs. Yeah,
0: patent Oswald, dude.
2: (laughs) That was great. great. And that's basically season
0: two. Dope, dude. How was my first uh, shot at being your hype man?
1: Yeah. Season two is...
0: I was trying to be your hype man throughout that. You you got me on if you were on stage with it? Yeah, you killed that. Okay. Um, I'm proud
1: of you. There's uh, an attack on an uh, asylum where they're creating heroes... Um, which probably leads to season three. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Black Noor gets fucked up, but has healing powers, but then gets choked out by Mave. Okay, um, now we're just
0: throwing spoilers no. out there. This isn't even stories. Yeah. This is Lamp just. Like, this I'm is just gonna happens. spoil the shit out of this <laughs> yeah. right now.
1: Lampfire, uh, literally. Lamp lighter. Lamp lighter. Lamp. Lighter. Who's Lamp Bobby fire, Drake. Whatever. Campfire. S'mores <laughs> guy. Um, I just words now. I'm just throwing words. Uh, he lights himself on fire. Iceman. Jeez, stop doing the fucking spoilers. Jesus, Damn, we're just going You so heartless motherfucker. Oh uh, man. Just spoil. I'm just gonna spoil the crap out of it. Oh, uh, uh, this
2: is what happens Huey when the Patriots and, lose. Um, Jesus Christ. What's her face? Do it again. Um, Starlight. Starlight. By the way, that shit doesn't make any sense, dog. I'm so fucking tired Dude, of that. What sense does that does make? Dude, that's Randy. So that's Dennis Quaid's son. All
1: right. People love oh. Dennis Quaid. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Who cares? Good that guy loyalty. looks like a fucking dweeb, bro. Like there's no <laughs> way for Starlight is chilling with Huey. First of all, no. in in real life it's not happening. Mm-mm. But it, even the characters, if you think about the character Starlight's super famous, she's probably rich, she probably like has uh, like of she probably has like 50,000 Instagram followers and Huey's just like some <laughs> rando dude who lives under a fucking Department store basement and like pouts. All he does is fucking and pouts pout. and doesn't have any money and has nothing going for him. That's... Like I don't understand. It's, there's just no way. I don't believe it. It's like tragic I just don't believe
1: it. that led them together. And sometimes that's how the underdog gets the hotter woman. Is tragic and uh, drama nah and bro that's exactly what happened to I'm, on, I'm
0: on Zach's team with this
1: I've been pissed about that relationship really from the start either. doesn't make any fucking really sense Sammy was
0: pissed when we were watching this she's like you guys get to look at her and I have to look at this fucking guy like this is bullshit
1: why can't you look at her what's wrong with that I mean she um,
0: does but like it's like come on you know if we were looking at some fucking Ryan Gosling motherfucker then we had you know
2: well, the, something else uh, Alicia say... was like getting pissed about it <laughs> yeah. she's like, she's like do you think Starlight's bad like, do you think Starlight's hot? And I'm just like, this is a dice- nah, I don't know what to say. No. She's not, not a real sure, person bro. first that's off. Hot. It's
0: a character. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what you're what does talking this mean?
2: about. I'm gonna go to sleep. That's when that's when I my narcolepsy. <laughs> you should just defend yourself. Do you <laughs> think
0: Huey's hot? I see you looking at Huey, motherfucker. You think Huey's fucking attractive? Uh you know, I didn't realize <laughs> no.
1: that uh she was on uh Jessica Jones. Um was she? Starlight? Yeah, she was on Jessica Jones for a little bit.
0: Really? Oh, yeah, you know, so it's kind of yeah yeah i don't know um jr's kind of eliminated all the spoilers to talk about for the episode so i guess we can just go into our guts on this one but um, spoiler how'd you feel about the way they unveiled the season like it was a couple episodes i think it was three or four episodes up front and then you went week uh, to week after that
1: Ooh. E- okay so i'll go first um it kind of threw me off i i got to see a lot more um there was a lot more downtime in the episodes because I mean, the first season we binged, so any of the downtimes was eclipsed by all the heavy action, right? Well, this time every episode has like a balance of downtime and action, and so if the episode mm-hmm. didn't have enough action, the downtime was fucking boring. So I was like, I struggled for a little bit, um, and when it ended, I didn't even realize it ended because it was so like all of a sudden you get tons of action right at the end, you know what I mean, and so um, it just didn't. It definitely didn't feel like an ending because I know what they're doing, but I didn't like it. It was tough to watch at times because of some episodes I just stopped in the middle because I was like, oh, this is kind of getting boring and I'm going to take a break.
2: Really? So. You stopped in the okay. middle of some episode. Is that because of, of
0: the, the, the quality of the episodes or the way that they, they rolled it out?
1: I think it's probably a little bit of both because I feel like if I, I'm trying to think I feel like if I binge watch this, it has the same exact like set up as the first season. And I think it does. I just think is that I'm having to wait for an episode and you know, I have, you know, you watch it, you know, you watch it and you're just kind of, you have to take all that episode into one, you know, and be excited about it. And I just, there are times where they're in the middle. I wasn't excited about some of the episodes. Like I, I, I was super excited about everything, the whole story, but since they broke it up, I wasn't excited as, as much as I'd like to. So it kind of, it kind of messed it up a little bit for me. I counter that. What did
2: you do? What did you do before like binge? Yeah. Like what? You're the, I don't watch TV.
1: So like, I'd never watched, (laughs) like, I don't go and like wait Friday nights for like, you know, for a TV show to pop up. You know what I mean? Amber and I have always had like, you know, seasons. We bought them like years later. So, oh, so you had,
2: you you binged even before binging so was a born thing. Binger. Yeah, you'd
1: watch like a couple in a row. You know, I'm not used to commercials, so you know, sometimes Hulu sucks balls. So, um but I even as a kid, huh. I didn't watch a lot of TV. I watched movies more than anything.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. I um I was pretty unbothered by it because I just straight up didn't watch a single episode until the whole season came out. I just I, I knew I knew uh, that like there was you. only a couple episodes out, so Smart I just man. didn't watch. I just waited until the whole season was out and then I watched the whole thing. But I, I, I watched like an episode a night basically and, you know, spaced it out over a week and watched watched it over a week. That's so not bad. That's, yeah. Like one a
1: day it. is great, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a tough
0: show so to I, it, binge. So basically
2: it didn't affect me at all, and that was by choice. I I kind of
0: liked I kind of liked the release. It brought me back, you know. Like uh, unlike Jr. I, I I have a soul when I watch TV, and okay. I would wait every <laughs> Thursday night NBC eight o'clock. New Friends episodes coming out. I'm just sitting of my TV, get my dinner from my mom, sit by my brothers, and and watch uh, Joey come on to Rachel. What? Who
2: saw that coming? Like it was just. The
0: that whole thing like the that's all widest, we talked about all week. Your
2: obsession <laughs> with friends <I> to <laughs> yeah, this day, no, I've known you my whole life and it's never made sense to me. Channel Bing's
0: a god, so I just really liked how <laughs> this is it, it let, lets you reflect on each episode because that was one thing that I struggle with. Like, like Stranger Things is a great example. Like, when I watch the whole season in a day, it's like I, I try and reflect and it's just like it all kind of blurs together and I, I have a gut feeling. This, I got to see every episode and think about it for a little bit. And I couldn't be like Zach and wait for it all to come out. I was just too giddy because The Boys is just – I'm a big fan. So I had to watch it as soon as I could. And to one thing about the difference between Stranger Things and The Boys, if you binge Stranger Things, it's a little bit a little bit grotesque, but not really. It's pretty much heartfelt. Uh, yeah. The Boys is tough. The Boys can be really hard to watch. And if you spend 10 – and they're long episodes. If you spend – eight to ten hours watching just brutality fucking gore and just rough fucking little hope for mankind kind of a shit like it's gonna it's gonna really have an impact and weigh on you um so i kind of i liked how they did it but if you do space it out day by day like zach did i think that would work too yeah yeah um okay like so we have some new characters introduced in this season um probably the the biggest one being Stormfront played by Aya Cash. What were you guys' thoughts on her character?
2: Um I think her, she had the most interesting arc in the sense of she ended up being so very far away from what I thought she, she was when I first was introduced to her. Um when I first was introduced to her, I kind of felt like she was like a kind of valley girl like social media star like she was very like she was on instagram live you know like she was very much like on her phone and kind of that that type of person and then like you when you learn more about her she just ends up being like the opposite of that in a lot of ways yeah and um so i i think that she had a really interesting arc and i think that um i like stormfront i mean in the sense of like i'm a viewer and i and i enjoy writing and narrative and i know i mean she's fucking terrible but like i liked her as a villain i thought she was she was good she was interesting solid edition and you don't really see like like she had a line in the second episode when she was talking to starlight and i'm gonna butcher this line because i didn't remember it word for word but it, it it really struck me and it was like something along the lines of um you don't have to confuse good with nice or or strong with nice or something like that and she was like basically telling storm uh telling uh starlight like you can be a bitch like it's fine you know you don't have to be nice to everybody and i kind of felt like that was like a real interesting take because like i feel like first of all there's not very many female villains and then second of all there's not very many female characters that are just like no fuck this like i'm not gonna be nice to you because i'm supposed to like i feel like i'm just gonna be a dick because i can yeah and i thought that was like that was cool
0: yeah gr what what'd you think
1: um i kind of you know in the beginning i think i liked her for sh- like i liked that it was just a different character introduction um i did struggle with her like midway uh particularly i felt like she was going to be you know she's starting a coup but like in a certain way and um I like the I like like I th- I think the ultimate evil is the Nazi stuff, but I just kind of I didn't really get too excited when she was bringing it up. You know, um, I'm like 50 50 on her, really, to be honest. I'm not like ecstatic, but um, I was glad that, uh, you know, things happened to her in a certain way. <laughs>
2: JR
0: doesn't
1: like anything right now so
2: we'll we'll just Yo, what do you mean like you, she was trying to stage a cute coup but you didn't like, yeah, like, what are you like talking I thought about, she bro? was
1: like I was like okay this is gonna be a coup kind of thing where you know the seven's gonna get blasted you know there's gonna have some like internal you know um, you know just mess the fuck out of the whole team right and uh, she comes in and starts banging shillanging. Homelander, and trying to get him on the... You got jealous, because
0: you want to bang Homelander.
1: White supremacist, you know, team. And then the child, and it's like, well, I've kind of, like... I this this is not what I wanted, you know. I wanted like, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. The sex scene in the alley, smashing the head—that was fun to watch, you know.
2: Um, <laughs> Jesus that Christ, was so weird. It <laughs> um, was like one of the weirdest scenes. Yeah, That's your I was laughing scene? the whole.
1: T- I was laughing the whole time that scene was happening.
2: <laughs> I will say this though. I will say this: the first season of the boys, and I, I don't want to cut you off, Jar. I want you to finish your thought, but let me just like say this one thing. I remember coming away from that being like, oh, my God, this show is very dark and, and like grotesque and kind of along the lines of what you were saying, Jordan, when you were like, I, I don't think I could binge this because it's like so dark. This season, though, to me, it's like something flipped in my brain. And I was like, oh, this show's hilarious. <laughs> like and it, and it just became not as dark to me. It became like silly, like the gore and like how like over the top it is. Just more often than not, made me laugh. That's called a, like... a light
0: bold moment, Zach. And that's because you read Garth Ennis's background. He realized he wasn't yeah. hating. Now everything you're on in board. The world. He just has a different style, and you're into it now. It's... Maybe
2: that's it. Maybe that's it. Or maybe I, I read. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I, I read about Garth Ennis, and then I, I connected it into the show. But yeah, that it that definitely like my position changed. Like I was like laughing a lot more. You should rewatch Preacher. Than... I think you'd have a different view of it maybe i
1: would preachers ended though after season three right uh i don't know i spent the first season because he hated the first season be like i like the first season um but yeah i i just i struggled with stormfront at times um obviously she's a great bad guy you know easy to to uh mess up but i i felt like they tried to do a mystery thing with her you know and it was like not that mysterious at all, actually, you know. Oh, like, you knew she was me, Liberty,
2: when you bro? first met her. You were like, "Oh, for sure, this is a Nazi." Yeah, well, what no, are you no, talking that about?
1: that she was a Nazi, but like they started. Okay, so they said, "Hey, we're gonna investigate this one character and we're gonna see who she is." But you could start. You could even see the connections already. You know what I mean? That she was. What gonna didn't you that... like
0: about her ass? What was wrong with her suit that you hated? No, her for I, her This is Captain Marvel fine. situation.
1: I thought her suit was fine. I thought her powers were amazing. You know, she was kind of had Thor powers. You know. Um, that was my question.
0: I, her powers, actually, because in Lib- like Liberty, the the character spoiler alert, that she actually was was before, right? Did she have those same powers, or is this like an an evolution with Compound V where she got this electricity, like super? I
1: don't think they even mentioned. They that. never I guess talk we'll about have to Liberty's read.
0: powers because Liberty doesn't yeah. sound like a power where you would shoot electricity, but Stormfront does, and that makes me think that
1: no.
0: she kind of because she was part of that Compound that was testing on. People with compound. In the B. beginning,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll have to, yeah. we'll have to read yeah. on. I'm gonna keep reading the boys. I mean, everybody's reading the boys at this at this point, so I mean, we gotta keep our knowledge up. So we might as well keep yeah. on that. Uh, yeah,
0: no, mm-hmm. it's the shit. Um, but yeah, it, it way it, different uh, though. It is yeah, the a, volume two of the book. We already did that episode. That has nothing to do with this. Besides cool exploding thing is heads entered, and love like, sausage. That was the
1: best part, though, is they they got to like enter these like things about the book. That we thought I thought were hilarious, like you know the sausage. Guy.
0: Fucking that came sausage. out of fucking nowhere, dude. dude. And just to be clear, so I'm like in the comic, he never manipulated his cock;
2: it was just big, right? Yeah, it was too big his where he couldn't walk. Strength, his 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 power was actually like strength, right? Right. Yeah. He just had a huge yeah. cock, and his
0: his weakness yeah. was strip clubs because he would lose all the blood in his head. But yeah, but this the, one could show could fucking like a tentacle
1: around people's necks and shit. Yeah, yeah it was like a tentacle. That was yeah, gross. dude, That's I did not know that was a dick gross. at first. It was like, oh, <laughs> then, it's a dick. Uh, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> it's I a love dick. the fact that, that there were like little like you wouldn't catch those things unless you read the book. You know what I mean? Which is kind of right. exciting. You know? Right. I,
0: I, if you had not read the book and that character came out of nowhere with a dick wrapping around your throat, you're like, what? I mean, it's the boys. So I guess that makes sense. But it, it, it's a little bit <laughs> more closer to home when you yeah. know where it comes from. Um, I thought Stormfront was a great addition. Uh, I thought that, you know, you knew she was going to have some deeper storyline because of the way she was introduced and the focus I was on her. So I knew, obviously, you know, something's coming, but I didn't know what was coming. And I was surprised by what she turned out to be and I thought the actress I catch killed it. Uh I thought she played a very good cuz I thought she was the social media valley girl up front and then she turned out to be this fucking Nazi deviant in the end like you just like it it was a great role transition and how she mm-hmm. manipulated Homefront, who probably <laughs> Homelander. sorry Homelander Stormfront. Uh who probably okay. uh Homelander probably was my favorite this is like his performance this season was just phenomenal. I was
2: just gonna say, can we talk about that actor it though? Was like, just that guy who plays Homelander, phenomenal dude. That is, it's like, Mwah. It's but, like this guy is, he is home. Like he just is. It's his performance is fucking breathtaking. Like you hate him so much, dude. Like it's you like, love to I, hate I believe him. It.
0: You love to hate him. You want him on the screen though, because he's so polarizing. Like his, he's got this just ego that is. Wound so
2: tight, and the way he like, he like clenches his jaw, oh, in certain moments, yeah. and you can see like his jaw muscles like rippling in the. It's like very subtle, but it's like
0: even when he smiles, he's clenching yeah. his jaw. Like and he doesn't yeah. really smile, dude. It's just, yeah. And he's yeah, his he's name so is good. Uh,
1: Anthony Stark.
0: Yeah, Anthony Stark. Hats off to you, my friend. You were great in season one, but season two, you fucking spread your wings and you flew. And my yeah. God, dude, in the ending was so fucking great
2: <laughs> you know you know who I feel like i I'm not as on board with as an actor oh Carl urban Carl urban butcher <gasps> explain. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I have I have some thoughts too on that. I, I like actually whole, before we go is... into this,
0: before we go into this, I have I have a lot of thoughts. Before going into this, we have a very uh our our monthly ask Anthony segment, so let's go ask Anthony some questions, and we'll return to this because I am fucking intrigued. Hanger. Welcome to my favorite monthly segment we have on the show here. We have Anthony Gramulia of Comic Book Resource on to answer a couple questions in the comic book universe and the pop culture universe in general. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Hello. Hello, good sir. So we have a few questions for you today. And the first one is,
3: what comic books do you recommend to read this fall? I think I have a few interesting books that are worth reading this month. Um, one of them is The Magic Fish. It's by, uh, let me see what his name is again. It's uh, Trung Lee Nugan. Uh, Nugen, I think, yeah. it's He's an uh, artist, writer, everything. It's uh, quite wonderful. I recommend you read that, especially if you like fairy tales and um, more queer-coded um, comics right there. Another one, I think you should really check out the relaunch for Champions that Marvel Comics is doing. Um, another good one uh, that you should all take a look at is um, the aptly named Dracula Motherfucker. That's essentially a, a grindhouse uh, graphic novel that's being done by uh, Alex DeCampi and Erica Henderson. I think it's uh, quite fun, especially given the time uh, it's being launched in. Also, if you like manga, I, I recommend you check out Revolutionary, Re- 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 Revolutionary Girl Utena After the Revolution, which is a epilogue of sorts to the masterful Revolutionary Girl Utena. Manga from the early '90s. Um, if you want to take a look at Rorschach, I guess you can do that too.
0: I mean, yeah, I think we will be. I mean, at least our listeners will be as well. It's uh, it's got a special spot in our heart. But uh, let's go on to question number two. Um, what about these Spider-Man MCU multi-universe
3: rumors that are coming for this new upcoming movie? What are your thoughts on those? That's an interesting one because. Uh, At the current time, I don't believe any of them. Really? I think they're all full of it. (laughs) I don't, I think they're all full of it. I don't think there's a single one of them that actually knows what they're talking about. Most of the rumors are unconfirmed. I have not been able to verify any of them from a reputable source. Um, Now, could it be, so the rumors in question, um, they're all over the place. Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield are totally in the new movie. Um, oh, uh, Miles Morales is coming, going to be in it. Uh, you know, Spider Slayer is. In. There's a new rumor every couple of days, and at this point in time, until it's reported and ho- reported in, like, say, Hollywood Reporter or Deadline, I'm not gonna believe any of it. You should keep a level head about all these rumors. They were, they were rumors back in. Um, when The Amazing Spider Man was first coming out, it turned out to be true. It sounded outlandish, but there was a grain of truth to them. Like, there was the rumor that there was gonna be a scene where Norman Osborn's decapitated head was uh, somewhere, it was kept in like a jar somewhere. And it turned, to, turned out to be a deleted uh, scene where the strange, uh, you know, trench coat character keeps popping up in The Amazing Spider Man movies, was gonna consult Norman Osborne's head or something. You know, so there might be a grain of truth to it. it. Might be someone might have mentioned it at a marketing meeting once. Um but don't waste too much time on unconfirmed rumors until they can get uh confirmed. There's a lot of p- cases case people get their hype, you know, blown up to unrealistic levels and they get disappointed when these, you know, bizarre not bizarre, but these wild and crazy theories do not turn out to be uh what ends up being used in the final product. So I wouldn't waste your time um, thinking that these are going to happen. Not yet, anyway. When Deadline reports it, Deadline will report it. I think the most likely of these rumors is going to be the appearance of Miles Morales. Um, I've heard rumors that they're going to bring back, like, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. No, no, no. no. I don't waste my time. Wow.
0: Well, uh, all of our hearts are deflated over here in the... Spider Man fan base, but uh that's why we bring you on, you know. We gotta we gotta bring you on for the accurate news. Um all right, third question. Why won't the Walking Dead just give it up already? I mean
3: Christ. Because it makes money. <laughs> now the comic is there they finding new ways of continuing that story with like the Negan comic, which I haven't read I didn't bother. The show's getting new spin-offs and new additions. And I'm like, you know, it, it's it's profitable. It's a zombie of a franchise. And I think it's. uh, Yeah, I see what you did there. A victim of its own success. That it won't end because it keeps making them money, apparently. Uh, Because it's popular, it will keep going on to diminishing returns of quality.
0: Is it? I can't believe that.
3: I gave up a while ago with Walking Dead. I I I could barely maintain. I could barely feign interest in it anymore. It was just. uh, hmm. Yeah, I thought that everybody was on that boat, but. There we go.
0: Just another season after season. Um, so, fourth question since we're in the
3: Halloween season, what are your top five uh, horror movies? It's actually funny you ask that because I am launching a new podcast centered on horror movies. It's coming out soon called the Pumpkin Core Horror Movie Podcast. It might already be out well, hell yeah. by the time this episode launches. Okay. So that's a fun thing if you want to hear more of my thoughts on horror films. But, sick of this podcast and my continued appearances on it. Let's talk a little bit about the horror films I love the most. Um, Number one, The Exorcist. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. I think it's less scary if you look at it as a story about demons. Because not everyone believes in demons. I mean, whether or not I believe in demons is irrelevant. But what I do believe in are the human dramas, dramas surrounding this film. So... The idea of a mother whose daughter is sick and she can't figure out what's wrong with her—that's a realistic terror. That's really genuinely disturbing. A man confronting, you know, his life's work, working in the church in this case, and questioning its value. There's a lot of real you know, potent, heavy questions in that. I think people overlook in favor of the demon possession. They get oh, the bazuzu and the vomit and the head spinning, but a lot of real good human drama in *The Exorcist*. I think gets overlooked um, when talking about it. Uh, two, I'm going to go with um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I have always loved this film. Uh, I think it's one of the best slasher films of the 80s. Ever since I was a kid, it freaked me out, and it's always kind of stuck with me. Uh, it has great pacing, great characters. It's just a, the visuals in that movie haven't aged as well because, you know, technology, it's low budget. Um, but I think the film itself is uh, brilliant. Um, three, I'm you go know, with Halloween. The original from 1978. Uh, Halloween is just one of those great films you can watch a bazillion times and never get sick of. It has just, it, it manages to hit that perfect level of tension and simplicity. It's refined terror. It's everything I love about horror as a genre, boiled down. It's not a lot of intense meat to the plot, but it's heavy on style, and that style carries it onward. That's the idea of. Characters done simply but effectively. The idea of cinematography really telling the story. Get really unsettling images like Michael Myers just standing outside of a uh, of the kitchen uh, midway through the film, just standing there. One shot, he's there. Next shot, he's not. And that visual, it sticks with you. It's that sense of paranoia. It establishes a sense that hey, listen, this guy is still out there and he's just lurking just outside of you. And I think it's brilliant. Um. Number four, I'm going to go with uh, on the Grudge, the 2002-2001 Japanese uh, ghost film. on the Grudge is another one that really freaked me out as a, when I was younger. really stuck with me. Of all the Japanese horror films, I don't think it's the best written. I think films like Audition is a far better written Japanese horror film. Ichi the Killer, far better written. The uh, Ringu, The Ring, very well written. A pulse, kind of Cairo, um, Dark Water. But I think what Juan gets right is it is genuinely unsettling. Uh, it's just that series in general, even when it goes bad, there's still that inkling of terror, that inevitability. There is no hope. There is no stopping this. Once you've gotten caught in this curse, you are dead. <laughs> and you are not getting away. And there's something so unsettling about the nihilistic hopelessness that every character encounters. Because every character basically dies in you on the good, spoiler alert, for a 20-year-old movie um, almost immediately after being introduced. So it's very hopeless. And he managed to do it in very interesting ways. I think. It's quite effective. Um, five is tough. There's a lot of films I debated putting here. I thought of maybe putting Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I thought briefly putting The Shining. Um, an older film, maybe like The Wolfman, A Bride of Frankenstein, which are Amazing films, but I think I'm gonna go uh, or Candyman also, Hereditary, newer one. I'm thinking putting. Um, I'm gonna go with Hellraiser on this one. Hellraiser is one of those great stories of just it. It feels very much like an Edgar Allan Poe story, as told by the metal fetishes, but met- 80s metal fetish scene. <laughs> it's it's really twisted and disturbing but also really poetic and beautiful in a haunting kind of way it's quite great
0: i love it so all classics um yeah hellraiser i've seen that movie probably a good 15 to 20 times um a little ridiculous how often i've seen that movie it's sammy's favorite so i actually proposed to her uh her ring was uh the uh, puzzle box from that movie so has a special place in my heart too um final question final question what about a great horror comic What would you
3: recommend? Comics. And of course, there's stuff like the old DC uh, Tales from the Crypt comics, the old um, stuff like Swamp Thing by Alan Moore, Uh, the, the Constantine and Sandman runs that DC had. Those are some well known ones, but I think when I think of horror comics, I would be lying if I didn't think first of Junji Ito. Junji Ito is a Japanese manga artist who has, for years, created some of the most genuinely disturbing and genuinely unsettling manga uh, ever written. I think his work is brilliant. Um, And the problem is there really is no bad Junji Ito story. They're either really short and thus inoffensive, so if if you don't like it, you can finish it quickly and you'll move on to the next one. Um, Or they're some of the most terrifying things of all time. I think genuinely... um, the one that I think, aside from like the one about the um, Amigara Fault, I think it's called, where they, um, there's a big crack in the earth and these human shaped holes and it's profoundly creepy. That one's really good, but I think the one um, that I think affected me the most um, would be Uzumaki. It, it's a bit of a cliche to say Uzumaki is a terrifying work, but uh, it genuinely remains one of the most unsettling things I have ever read they are visuals from this manga that are just so profoundly disturbing and profoundly effective
0: excellent Anthony well thank you so much for your input once again as always thank you for coming on the show I'm super excited to hear you have a podcast of your own coming out so we'll be definitely plugging that here on future episodes Um, and we'll catch you next month take care guys And we're back, and Zach has an awful take he wants to try and dig himself out of. So Zach, Carl Urban is not
2: a great casting for Billy Butcher. Explain yourself, please. I just feel like I don't believe him ever. Like, I, it's it's to me, it feels like he's trying too hard to be like tough, and I think a lot of it is in his like accent, like the way he speaks. No, he like. I'll be talking like with his voice super low. And he's he not Farmer like... Fran.
0: He has an accent, at least. He's. I know he has an accent, <laughs> but it's like his.
2: It's, it's his. The way he delivers his lines is like voice is all gruff and rumbly. and and like he like has he do, he does this thing with the camera multiple times where he like does like a side face but looks at you like this. And I just, I just feel like I, I didn't buy it. I, I didn't that. buy it. Like for for Homelander, it, it like. I feel like if Homelander walked by me, I'd be like, Oh, that's Homelander. He's a real p- person. Like I just believed it. Like I just like forgot I was watching a show with butcher. I I always was like, that was a weird choice that you just made right there. And then <laughs> I've, I've listened to him uh, speak in interviews and he doesn't talk like that at all. Like he like, so he's really like, he just decided one day that this is what Billy butcher sounds like. And he's stuck with it. And I wish he didn't. Like I wish he gave Billy butcher a regular voice that, just i don't know it just seems like he he's he to me it seems like he's trying too hard that's all i'm saying
1: okay well, i i think it's are you jelly of the beard maybe is that like
2: absolutely
0: a, is what i was going to say as well
1: jelly beard
2: have you seen my beard bro like what do i have see to see right now of? why are you jelly i think
1: bro? competition i don't know um there is I, no competition
2: I, <laughs> my beard shits on his beard <laughs> So my my top,
1: I, I i will say that he took the character Billy Butcher took a step back for me because I think we're used to Billy Butcher in the book. It's kind of a badass like nobody gets one on Billy Butcher in the book. You know what I mean? But in, in season two, he's kind of got he got like he got got a couple times. I mean, even his wife got him, you know what I mean, Um, in the in the show. So I think that I could see the, the step back. I don't think Carl Orban did a bad job. I mean, in the book. He has a bill. Uh, what they, it's like from? They're from Birmingham, you know, where they have that like, you know, thick old like, you know, where you can't understand half of it, kind of thing the coming out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that I think he did fine. I just think that for me, the the character Billy Butcher took a step back. He's, you know, because like I said in the book, he doesn't get got, but he got got a couple times in the show.
0: The reason the character took a step back was because fucking Huey was his canary and made him soft. And he has to think all of his decisions now. And he has to pretend like he has a heart and it fucking ruined the whole fucking momentum of the story. Huey ruins this show when Huey almost dies and doesn't? I was so stoked when he was about to die. I was like, "Please God, let there be a God. Let him pass." You know, he's not gonna die. And he doesn't fucking die. And he ruins the entire. All he does is look at the fucking camera, concerned, and really wants to just. I'm the horror, I'm the canary of the show, and and Starlight says something, and he has a little smirk, like, "Oh, somebody believes in me," and everybody ends up believing in him when he has done he nothing. Feel, and, like, he like brings so a, little to he... the table
2: and it like out of ruins the ruins it's insane dude. like they bring him into these like super dangerous situations and then it's like what do you expect this guy to do you know what i mean like Mother's Milk and Frenchie and Butcher, they're all, like, hella badass, like, super soldiers almost. And then you have Huey, who's just, like, in the car and then gets, like, stabbed with a windshield wiper and just starts bleeding out. It's like, yeah, dude, <laughs> like, what, what, is, what do you expect? Like, I get that he's your canary, but, like, maybe don't bring your canary into fucking Keep battle. Keep him in bro. a cage like, in leave your living a, room. Yeah, leave him at home. God. And then like, come get him when you need him. Because he's clearly not helping you guys.
0: So I do agree with both of you that Billy Butcher's character was a little frustrating this season. But I don't think it was the acting. Although I can see what Zach's saying. He does definitely put on a very over-the-top character. But I kind of enjoy it. I just hate it when it's in contrast to he
2: was bullshit. So. Yeah. no, no, I agree with do both you, you guys. What do you, you're gonna, you're gonna hate season three, then.
1: Yeah, I'm. What do you guys? Why do you guys think they <laughs> haven't? Um, I mean, they, everybody knows about Compound V, and obviously in the in the first seven issues, those guys, Butcher and all those guys, take it. Why do you think they haven't done that yet?
2: I think they just, honestly, I think they made a choice to not give them power. I was talking to Alicia about this too, because like early in the season, she was like, "Oh, so like, is Butcher?" a soup too. And I said, actually, yes, he is. But, and I think they're, and I, 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 I kind of thought all season they were going to, um, show that, like that was going to be one of the big reveals. Like I thought for sure in the fight, when he fights black noir, like there was going to be a moment where black noir, like punches him and butcher doesn't fly yeah. across the room and said, he kind of just eats it. Yeah, and then I was punches him back. That. And Me too, it's like I was a, waiting for oh, it. Oh shit. He's a soup. Like that whole it. thing. And they just didn't do it. And I think my, my feeling is like, if they haven't done it yet, they're not doing it. Like they, I think they made a choice to keep Butcher, M M-M, M, and Frenchie regular and normal humans. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I, I have a hard yeah. time believing that at, at this point now they like decide. Yeah, to like have them take Compound V. I just don't think it's and, gonna happen.
1: I and I'm I'm okay with the route they take. Like I like that actually. Mave kind of turned and you know came in and and rescued the day a couple times actually. You know what I mean? She was yeah down on her luck and all that kind of stuff and um. But I I thought that was pretty dope. But I I'm just curious. That, that's what I'm saying. Like Butcher didn't get got once in 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 the book. And I mean he got his ass beat by Noir. I mean when he hit him with a crowbar, or, you know it. I think that for me that was kind of a bummer. Watching you know the leader.
0: Yeah, and like and even in the end when like he's trying to save his 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 wife and he's like hitting fucking Stormfront with a crowbar on her back. Like, huh. Stop it! Stop it! And she's just eating it? she's just, like, not even flinching. It's like, bro, put the corner of that into her eye socket and pull back. Like, do something, you know? Like, if you're really that powerless. So they do kind of water him down pretty tough. And I think it was definitely a decision. And I think it makes it so you can relate and root for them. As opposed to them just steroiding up and becoming Mm -hmm. the monsters themselves. Like, I guess that must be the Hollywood decision. But it does lead to some moments where you're like, well, like the only way you're going to win is out of luck. Like if somebody comes and saves your ass, specifically yeah. a soup, like if a like soup comes and saves your ass. Every time you're
2: fighting a soup for, for whatever reason, it's kind of like as I'm sitting here watching it, I'm thinking like which other soup is going to show up to save them. In the nick of time. Because that's literally what's happened every single time. They've never yeah. been able to like. Every time, because they just—I mean—it's just like you just can't fight a soup if you're not if you're yeah. not on Compound V. You just don't. You have no shot. No, in French, and Frenchy. So, and that's been how it's happened. Like in season one, get it was Starlight that saved them, and then in this season, it was like Maeve that came through, and and so Which, you know, I feel like that's kind of always how it happens. But Huey saved I mean, Starlight because he didn't give up.
1: Well, and that's what I'm saying though. Like they're they're Which using that Huey B- also
2: be like lying to Starlight yeah anyway sorry
1: I'm, I'm saying that they're they're literally using compound v to save in the show anyways they just took it away from from you know the boys and get you know let someone else do it i mean um i mean in the book butcher has control the whole time i mean he the head's blowing up that's you know butcher just walked into that warehouse and said fuck these you know see you next tuesdays and push the button and this he literally had he put he one in a dildo
0: yeah. And a vibrator. <laughs> and a yeah. Girl, he fucked girl up, up with everybody. He
1: fucked up every suit. Yeah. He wasn't scared of any suit. Now, I mean, that arrogance that follows Billy Butcher in the book, I don't see that. in maybe, and that's, for me, I could see, again, maybe the character taking a step back is you don't really see that. You know, you lost that trust. I mean, it was just, like, they try to show him as a badass because he was going to leave his wife's you know, bastard child, but at the end of the day he still saved it and it cost him <laughs> his wife, yes, you know.
0: But I think
2: I think that like they're trying to they're trying to do this like parallel thing where like you have um Homelander who's like clearly the leader of the 7 but also like just this vile vile terrible guy that you that you hate and makes a lot of really really bad choices. And I to me it felt like in this season they were trying to like portray Billy Butcher as like not that much better than Homelander. Like, I feel like at the end when they kind of have that face off, I, I was looking at Billy and I was looking at Homelander and I was thinking to myself, like, are they so different? Like, yeah, they're they're terrible. Homelander's terrible. But Billy was about to just, like, get rid of this kid and lie to everybody to try to, you know, get his wife back. And, you know, he just didn't really... He doesn't give a shit about anybody except himself, and I feel like homelander's the same way, but um obviously, Billy, at the end, like you said, not ends up not doing that, and because I think what's gonna be fun <laughs> is watching him have to like try to raise that kid that he doesn't want at all. I don't think he's going the to place. the
0: kid's going to the government like the kid's gone. So I think he's to gonna me. i, I think
2: you, he's he's gonna be a guardian he's gonna be the guardian no bro, he's gonna
0: respond to this. his wife just got murked, he's gonna respond to this in his and angrily butcher he fucking way, dude. This is gonna be and Huey's going to the politics, so he's gonna be removed from the party and just say the fuck out of the story, Huey, and they're gonna just go fucking ape shit <laughs> on some soups. That's funny. <laughs> this
2: is this is wishful thinking on your part, because I just Incredibly. read an article that was talking about season three. Oh, no. And uh they were talking about the kid and how big of a role the kid plays in Butcher's life in season three and how the kid represents everything good about Butcher in season three. I rather kept the
1: wife than the kid. My
0: rating just dropped significantly. So with that being said, let's go into crafter trash.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll go first. I walked
0: into this head high wanting to put a nine on this season because of everything I enjoyed about it. Aside from big aside from Huey aside from starlight, uh really just I really liked everything outside of that shit and I really liked butchers like butcher got beat a couple times but I still love billy and fucking stormfront was a great addition and homelander just became one of the most polarizing characters I've ever seen on TV I think he was if Jesus Christ was raised terribly it'd be homelander and that's a great Dude fucking story arc to watch
1: you wish it was your hand that was rubbing his cup his cup not storm no no
0: no but really i can do
1: anything just, was one of the funniest, funniest fake,
0: fucking fake conclusions the You're the one time. that's jealous of Stormfront, bro. I think that it was just a really fun, like Zach said. It wasn't. It was dark, but it was fun, and I thought that yeah. they did a really good job with. It's almost like a dark comedy to me. All the characters, yeah. which I think is what it's going for. I think it just killed it on that front. I just think they get too tied up in the sappiness of the love stories that Hollywood really wants. There, like if it wasn't fucking, if it didn't have so many eyes on it, Billy would have fucking let the kid get taken away. But it has so many eyes on it that people would judge the show if that fucking happened. And the majority wouldn't appreciate that. And like the fucking grittiness gets taken away a little bit. So it was a little watered down. And instead of a nine, I'm going to give it a 7.5 because I think that they bought too much into the propaganda and they didn't stick to their dark fucking Garth Ennis roots. So 7.5. Who wants next?
2: I'll go. Um, I listened to a podcast about, um, writing like this screenwriting podcast that I've been kind of getting into. And one of the guests was, um, Anselm Richardson, who's a writer, uh, of the boys. And he talked about kind of like being in the writer's room and like decisions that they made. And one of the things he like said, was well, that was his favorite part about being on the boys. And the reason why he took this job is because he feels like they're, um, the boys can be like a vehicle to, like, make really um, profound, like, social commentary, but do it under the guise of, like, superheroes and, like, a dark comedy. And so, like, people can watch it and, like, just be, like, kind of, like, oh, yeah, the score is tight. there's a great storyline and, like, not see the commentary. Or people can watch it and, like, walk away from it and be like, hmm, I wonder what they meant by that. And he, he says that's, like, the highest form of art. He compared it to The Matrix. He says The Matrix does that, too. Hmm. Um. And I found that interesting because I was on like season or episode like two or three when I listened to that podcast. And I was like, I feel like you're just like kind of hyping yourself up because I don't see that. Like, I I just (laughs) I kind of felt like he was just like talking like a bunch of jive and like just, you know, trying to make it sound more important than it was. But really, you were just writing a a show that was like funny and trying to sell. He's just happy he got a job. And I will say that by the time I got to the end in the last episode. I did feel like there was a little bit of social commentary in there. Like, I do feel like... Oh, there's a ton. Yeah, I do feel like Vought as a corporation is, like, very representative. And, like, I feel like there's actually some, like, political commentary happening, especially with... White um, supremacy? Homelander and Stormfront and how they started to, like, rally the base and, like, how they decided to rally the base, which was um through divisiveness and stuff like i don't want to get too into po- politics but i felt like that was there and so i found that interesting and I, that the whole idea of like using something that's like easily digestible to like make a larger point that may or may not be missed i felt like was kind of cool and like i said earlier is this your beneath the ink I mean, dog
0: this is this is deep i love this
2: oh i no I, i'm this is my crafter track i know i love but it but sure it's, it's my this is my beneath the ink um <laughs> <laughs> but i i also I also feel like this this show I found myself having so much more fun watching this show season two than I did not that I didn't have fun in season one, but I was like kind of like season one like mad at like how gory it was, not because I was like offended but because I thought it was like cheap like I felt like it was like a cheap way just like i mean it's my I've been pretty consistent in my like criticism of Garth Ennis throughout our entire like his entire body of work and I think that like although I do feel like that can just be like a cheap thrill, like a jump scare or whatever in horror mo- horror film, there is like this part that i that I woke up to this season that was kind of like, oh, this is actually kind of this is actually hilarious to me, yeah like, this is actually funny, and that like it helped me enjoy this season more, and um yeah, I just thought homelander killed it, uh butcher kind of bothered me um for reasons that I've already mentioned um but other than that, honestly, I thought this was. Pretty good. I thought it was better than Season 1. And I think that, you know, I'm I'm hyped with where it's going. And looking forward to Season 3, I'm going to give it an 8.5. I love it. I love it. I really enjoyed it. I lowered my
0: rating 1.5 points because of what you said about Season
1: 3. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I agree with everything that uh you uh, Jordan and Zach said of course i do um there are there were harder parts for me to watch um comparative to season 1 it, you know i enjoyed season 1 a lot i mean maybe because the way i watched it or maybe because uh it was watching you know it was, i felt like it was a little bit closer to the book than season 2
2: was closer uh um, i just think the show's not going to be close to the book but like, I, I think I, you should just like wrap think, your mind yeah, around I, that now they're I mean, going to do their own.
0: Season thing. 1 was very close to the book though. Yeah, is, I just
2: like season you know, 2 which was just... is exciting
1: for me as a comic fan. It's really exciting to see characters come from pages to, you know, TV, which is great. But um I mean, I just it, it it was funny. I I do agree that it was hilarious. Like I I was laughing out loud, you know, like I love laughing, at, you know, at a show like I can't control it. You know what I mean? Like it's not forced. You just yeah. start giggling. What was and, your
0: biggest laugh out loud moment? Because I, um, I, I have one for sure. The
1: the the sex part when he smushes his head up against <laughs> the wall. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like I thought, dude.
0: When that motorboat ran into that whale, yeah, with deep I, there, oh, dude. Yeah. I, used, started
1: <laughs> dying. I just I was like I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Just like let's just think of something really bad. Like this was like aqua. Yeah. This was like the worst Aquaman moment ever. Like he he the uses deep, the dude. animals to save, and then he puts them in danger. And He's this is such what a could happen. Sh-
0: <laughs> he's Poor so Al. good.
2: He's so funny. Yeah, um, I think mine was probably when uh, who, what's that dude's name? Big Nasty. Love his sausage. Comes through the door. <laughs> yeah, Love sausage. Big yeah, Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well neck. be. And Might then, as well be. And then and then like what's funny is that mother's milk realizes that it was a dick. <laughs> and he's like, that was a dick. And then Frenchie's like, hey, keep an open mind. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, dude, so low funny. key
0: homelander's best character i think frenchy's number two frenchy's such a good frenchy's tight i yeah. like frenchy's hella tight
2: yeah. yeah and you know like i liked i mean frenchy i feel like has like a bit of a connect i mean not a bit it's like oh has a connection with kimiko and i liked that like i the, i um normally I'm, I'm kind of with jordan and like the love stories in these types of shows but I was rocking with Frenchie and Kimiko. That's a love story I'm behind, for sure. I'm like, get it, bro, get it, bro.
0: For sure. learn
2: that sign language, bro. Like, I feel like I was like, I was, I like Frenchie a lot. That was
0: genuine, unique love. Wasn't fucking cheesy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Another character, though, that that. I was disappointed in, and I, I, this will be my last thing, and then I'll let you finish. Uh, I really was disappointed with Mother's Milk. I feel like he's one dimensional, and his whole, like, purpose it seems in a lot of the scenes isn't to like kind of have a show us a different layer of his person or personality but more so to like stop other members of the group from fighting he does that like throughout the show almost in every scene when they start to fight like Huey wants to fight Butcher, who stops him? Mother's Milk? Frenchie wants to fight Torchlighter, who stops him? Mother's Milk? Like, he always is the guy that's like, Hey, 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 whoa, 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 calm down. Hey, 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 whoa, 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 calm down. Hey, 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 whoa, 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 calm down. He's at like three or four scenes where that's his role in this scene. And then it just moves on. Can it's we like, coin okay, that? We
0: I want to take that audio of you going, Hey, 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 Whoa, Whoa, calm down and make that a ringtone. dude. We're going to start selling <laughs> just, that. That was amazing.
2: <laughs> I feel like that's, that's seriously. His whole character. Like, he's probably reading through time, his lines yeah. and he's like, all right, cool. So I'm just going to stop people from fighting. And so like after two seasons of him being a main character, what do we really know about mother's milk? He's got a family and he wants to get home. He stops fights. Is he really a main? Fair, character? Though,
1: I mean, he's a main character in the much book. About in, like, two books, though, really in two books, though, in two
0: comic character. books, you don't know much about him. You find out about his backstory later in the series, so I think that he's gonna unvol like unveil more about why his name is Mother's Milk and everything yeah. as the show goes on.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope because right now he's he's a big disappointment. Right now yeah, he's a big it, hey, that's... hey, whoa, whoa, That's his that's his whole that's his whole. Arc. Every time I get that's a text
0: his... message, I want that to be my fucking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't think Mother's Milk was any, I mean, it, he was just, it was anything, it was anything to me. I don't, I mean, he, you're right, he's just been kind of that, you know, guardian more than anything, and, uh. That mother. Yeah, mother. But, uh, I just don't feel like he's a, a character, like a main character. I mean, I also don't feel like he's a main character. I mean, he's in The Boys, but he's just kind of standing around a lot, too, in the book. So, I mean, I guess it didn't bother me as much, um. He also is a badass because he has p- Compound V in the book. So, but
0: that's what they need to fucking talk about. Is like he needs to unveil himself in the right way.
1: Yeah, give him like, some super strength. I would love to see MM with super strength, like come out of nowhere. Because he's always like worried I would
2: too. Just I just, to- I think they need to, they need to layer him out. Like yeah. they need to give us more of him and give us more dimensions of him, so he becomes. I agree. A person, like right now, he's one dimensional, and th- and that's all that, that he is. And they've so, opened
0: up every other character's backstory. Like Frenchie's yeah. got a huge backstory now. Like where's yeah
1: they, they did that. yeah I agree I agree.
2: Even and Kimiko doesn't even have any lines. In the <laughs> she show. has a deeper backstory. backstory. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Okay. So it's well, like well we know
1: she can't die because she got her neck broken now and nah, she she came she's came back to
2: life. So she's a straight yeah, she's, a, she's a savage.
1: Um, but with all that said, my I guess my rating is going to be a seven. Um, I can't remember what my last church was, but I know it was lower or higher than that. Um, but just, so you like season to... one more than season two. I like season one more than season two. It's not like I hate it. It was very entertaining. Um, but it was hard to watch with, uh, spread out that way for me, I guess. But that's not really the reason I'm giving it a seven. I'm giving it a seven because Butcher was weaker and I hated it and, uh, Felt like he should have been able to kick some ass and he just didn't, you know, he got dropped off at a fucking restaurant parking lot and had to like, you know, it was like a shenan- or sh- shenanigans or something and had to like find his way home. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think that's why um a seven. I mean, it's still pretty good. Still pretty good seven.
0: No, I do agree. I, I hate that feeling of helplessness whenever it's him in a stand, a stare down with whatever soup is in front of him, like he's, yeah, he's going to need like some help. Win. He's going to need some luck. Yeah. So I feel that, that ends are rating at a 7.7, 7, um, which honestly I think is a little critical. Cause I think this was a really good season. It's pretty low. Uh, it, it's just that we have high expectations and I think that it got a little sappy at times. And there's some things we want to see from the books brought into the show. And ultimately I think it's a great season. I think that we are being ultra critical of the show. And if you haven't seen it? You should definitely watch
2: it. It's gonna What's be the great. critics
1: and Rotten Tomatoes at? I got it right here.
0: we
2: got? Z. The critic rating is ninety seven percent. So we're well above, well, well below that. Mm-hmm. The audience rating is seventy nine percent.
0: We are for the people. We always for the people, dog. And it's because the critics want to see that Hollywood format. And it has that. It has the love stories. It has all that shit. And I'm just tired of that goddamn big bullshit. Big Bang, I CGI. Some, yeah, I want some real yeah. fucking characters. And there are real characters in this. Don't get me wrong. I think that Frenchie is incredibly real. Homelander is a character I've never seen before. That be real. is it's
1: creepy like, having sex with himself. Which it's is... the
0: American fucking dream turned on its fucking head. And it's incredible to yeah, watch. It's, it's such a it's, weird... It's you know. such a weird dynamic, so yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Homelander was great.
0: It's a great season. Um, I think you guys will love it if you haven't seen it already. Um but that's our that's our show. So before we head out, uh Z, you got anything you want to plug?
2: No nah, man. Just uh keep keep watching and listening to Hop Heroes. We got some dope shit coming down the pipe and uh love you long time. Love you long time. JR, what do you got? <laughs>
1: uh you know, just uh Action City Comics, you know, doing shipping. If you need anything let us know i can get you something books you know comic books um i'm more involved now than ever so go support action city comics
0: action city baby and as always find us at hop heroes on instagram and twitter um and we will catch you all not next week but in two weeks
3: deuces yep peace